Good afternoon and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, February 4th, a sunny and cold day here in Chicago. We have a fun show teed up for today. I'm joined by Brett Ritchie. Brett, how you doing? Doing good. Tyler, how you doing? I'm good. Excited to break down what was a, a roller coaster week in NFTs. ETH and crypto is up. The NFT markets have pulled down a little bit. We've had lots of drama. We're going to cover it all on today's show. On the docket for today, we've got Larva Labs, their bungles, and Punk's V1 versus V2. We've got Board Ape Yacht Club and the pending ApeDAO liquidation and how to play that. We're going to talk some OpenSea and IRS positive news that came out of this week. Then we're going to go into our rotating market segments. We'll hit the Lucky Trader Board and look at the weekly movers, WGMI to take a look at the PFP and ArtBlocks floors, talk if ArtBlocks is actually back from the dead or not. Then we'll end the show with a preview of Turf and then a few upcoming drops. So a lot to cover. Sound good? Let's All right, it. let's get started. So I'm going to start today off with a meme. We don't do that, that this much on the show. Um, from new and up-and-coming meme lord, Steve Fink, owning CryptoPunks when Larva Labs went missing versus when Larva Labs makes pub- make public appearances. Um, this is a really good just description of general punks market sentiment right now and what has been one of the worst weeks for crypto punks um, that I can remember. So what happened? Just quick overview of the story. I think Lupify did a nice job kind of breaking it down here. Um, but I'll read the tweet. Larva Labs are probably going to D- DMCA the V1 crypto punks after selling hundreds of ETH worth of them to buyers. So Kind of quickly backing up, essentially when CryptoPunks launched back in 2017, they launched on a version one. There was some kind of bug with that contract or issue with it, and they essentially stopped it and then reissued a, a new version called V2. And Brett, jump in if you know more. Or correct yeah, me well, the first wrong. bug, the bug in the first contract was that um, when they were sold, either the buyer or the seller got both um sides of the trade i forget who but one of the people got all the east and the punk and the other guy got nothing so it was like you know a fatal bug and so uh again these were free to claim so they just airdropped a new fixed one which is the v2 that we know of to all of the holders at the time which there weren't that many people i think there's like multiple people that got like a thousand punks because they you know it was pretty concentrated original claim and then and then they sort of got distributed over two or three years of trading at like a relatively low price before they just completely mooned. Yeah. And then Larva Labs, so essentially is recognizing V2 as the CryptoPunks that we know and talk about on the show. So kind of fast forward, you know, with the whole NFT archaeology and narrative movement, some folks started buying up these V1 punks. Um, The floor raised to about seven to eight ETH. Larva Labs came out and made a statement saying that they're going to continue to sell these and then use the, the revenue to buy V2 punks. So, so they weren't they weren't tradable. Someone fixed the wrapper, I think, in okay. January. They built a wrapper for the V1. So now that that, that fatal flaw, since they're in this wrapper, they're fine. Um, or they fixed the entire thing. But either way, that didn't happen until very recently. And then, like, the people, you know, there's certain people that, that are claiming, you know, it's bad actors trying to bump bags or whatever. Um, but... Yeah, this is like, it's not like they were sitting there not being traded. They weren't really able to be traded until very recently. Got it. So now they're tradable and then they've seen lots of market action. You know, I think thousands of ETH traded. The floor went all the way up to like 28. 
on V1 at, at one point. Um, we saw some high top end sales as well. And then earlier this week, Larva Labs comes out and says they're basically going to DMCA V1 after selling some of these. Um, so I think what's a little bit ironic about the situation is a lot of people who invest in CryptoPunks do it because, you know, there's no, you know, there's no utility, there's no execution risk for punks. You know, they're seen as the, the, the uh, kind of like the Bitcoin of NFTs, you know, a bedrock. And then here you are, the, you got the, the founders coming out and making a mistake, essentially an execution risk, and it, it's tanking the price a bit. So if we take a look at the floor, uh, punks for sale now. The floor had risen all the way up to about 85 in January and then an immediate 20% drop uh, on the floor price down now below 70. Where do you think it goes from here? What's your what's your prediction? I mean, I uh, I would guess it drops lower. Like in general, my theory has been, and I don't have a punk. I honestly don't like him at all uh, or the community or the team. Um, so it's a stay away from me, but like, I've always felt like it's never a bad time to buy a punk if you want to buy a punk, but this uncertainty about the V1 is really gives me, um, like second thoughts about that. Like, I felt like there's no world where NFTs boom and punks, um, aren't going to be, you know, like a solid long-term kind of like a Bitcoin, you know, you're not going to see the wild gains right at these prices that you could shopping in the lower end, but it's like a safe, uh, way to get exposure to the NFT market. But like Larva Labs, they, they built punks on marketing that was potentially disingenuous, depending how you look at it. Their OpenSea page claimed to be the first NFT for years, which is not even true on Ethereum, let alone other chains. The whole thing about punks, right? The argument is they're historical. They were first. So there's this provenance. They're not even the first crypto punks. So now you have people that are like, wait a second, you made all your entire uh, essence of being is that you were this this first, this narrative that what really isn't even true. And, and it's not even true within only CryptoPunks. So it's bad. Like this is one of the worst case scenarios that could happen to them because so much of their identity was tied up in provenance and being first and like nothing about execution or utility or like, or it was just, hey, we were first, so therefore it's the best. And you're not even the first CryptoPunk, sorry. Yeah. I not a fan, rough week. I think it's going to go lower from here. I think long-term still probably safe, but I'm less confident in that statement than I would have been just a few weeks ago. I think probably the, yeah. the, bull, the bull case is a Dow takes over the punks that Corral Bob keeps trying to, to rally for on Twitter. Corralibus, I love that guy, but his coping yesterday, I mean, some of these whale punk whales, he's talking how board apes are racist yesterday and like, uh, some of the, the punks guys are just really down bad coping with this um, like turn of events. And I think a lot of people, you know, they tied their identity to the crypto, like I'm wealthy and I'm sophisticated because I like punks. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's like that Stephen A. Smith, you know, we don't care. The people coming in the space don't care. And it's like, I feel there's like some salt that like, why aren't we getting respect or like how are, you know, we, apes passed us and like, you know, new entrants don't really care about punks. And now there's, it's, it's been mostly bad news for six months. I mean, the team does nothing, right? This is the first thing they've done was transfer the punks to a different wallet to dump, then say, Hey, we don't like them. Then say, actually, now we're just going to start suing people. So I, yeah, rant over. I'm staying away from this. Real quick, I do just want to highlight Anonymous. He's one of the, the top NFT traders. So he ran a Dutch auction on his last remaining punk 
posted a great thread explaining his thoughts. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, um, but a few highlights to me is really tied to the discord. So he's talking about how he found the punks discord and it was kind of an aha moment for him. It's really where he learned about NFTs, how it was the place to be in spring of 2021, which I totally agree with. And then he kind of goes on to say how he spent less time in the discord because the quality of content fell off a cliff and I couldn't agree more. And I think that's also a huge driver in the market reaction. Like I, I don't want to be a part of that discord or that community. There's no real alpha being shared there. It's definitely no. not. The, it's the mostly bad actors, see. you know, using a punk to, to like Beanie, right? Beanie was very effective at using his punk to gain status to then, uh, you know, shill his wares in other regards. Uh, so I don't know. I'm completely out on these things. Yeah, same. Well, let, let's move on. I think we, we beat that one up enough. Let's uh, switch gears to Bored Apes. So I think the big news for BAYC this week is coming out of ApeDAO. So, you know, I wasn't really following ApeDAO all that closely. Uh, apparently, they accumulated 81 Bored Apes plus their mutants. Um, and then they, they tokenized it. Um, Montana Wong has a nice thread here kind of explaining what's been happening of late. But essentially, the DAO got divided heated and then they did a community vote and voted to liquidate the assets so some point in the near future we're going to see 81 board apes and mutants uh, start to be unwound from this portfolio uh, I, I guess a bit of what's been driving this is the token price was pegged at only around almost like 50 or 60 percent of what the ape value yeah, uh, that sounds great. Was on the me. market, and the owners were upset about that, and then essentially voted to liquidate. But then apparently, once the news of the liquidation hit, the token rocketed up until the the founders, the controllers of the wall, essentially pulled the liquidity from the pool. So I'm I'm interested uh, for your thoughts on this situation. I think kind of first. What's your read on how this impacts the, the eight market? We've already seen the floor dip from 118 to 100. Do you think this is going to tank it or? I mean, it's, it's, it, it's not a positive for the eight market, but like, A, it depends how they unwind it, right? Um, mm -hmm. They can do OTC deals. Like everybody knows, you know, they can do it slowly. It really depends. Like, I don't know how the DAO is structured. This comes to another, um, I guess, issue. Like DAOs sound great in theory. And in reality, I think almost always, it's going to end poorly. It's really hard to get humans to like coordinate. And, and when you're just one little piece, right? Like who's incentivized to, um, to really put the work in. Um, and so, and then you see here where, again, if the holders can, can vote to the basically shut the DAO down because, you know, the underlying assets became worth more than the token market inefficiency, like that would have been a great trade is to just buy the ape DAO token. I didn't even pay attention to this, but be like, wow, it's worth half. The token's worth half of the underlying assets. That's a good buy. And then you can buy in and then say, hey, now let's liquidate. And you just get a quick double up. Uh, but, you know, th they're going to try and sell um, as as carefully as they can. But again, if it's like, hey, if we have three months to get rid of these, at some point you got to start listing, you know, mid-tiers on the floor to, to get sales done. Yeah, especially- kind of Undercutting. Especially if liquidity dries up, it, you know, it, it's not a great look for NFT DAOs. <coughs> Certainly, I think we'll see a lot of NFT DAOs fold or follow suit. 
Um, there'll be straight up scams. There'll be some too. winners too. But I think another part of this that I've seen talked about uh, a little bit is so you have a DAO that voted. There's still three people who control the assets. I think there, there's three signers on the multi sig. So the reality is, if they don't sell the apes, they're not going to get sold. So like those three are still controlling uh, all the assets of the DAO. So yeah. there's, there's probably going to be some instances of bad actors, like you mentioned that that go against the the DAO's wishes so it'll be certainly an interesting one to watch uh especially ahead of the ape token coming out here likely this quarter Uh, yeah so we'll be watching uh just rapid fire a few other news items from this week so OpenSea came out yesterday announced they are going to address the listing issue that's been causing chaos specifically in the BAYC market over the last few weeks with some of those old inactive listings. Um, essentially, they're going to give you the chance to do bulk cancellations with a lower cost transaction. That seems good. Uh, better signatures uh, in MetaMask for your wallet support. So essentially, a little bit more plain text uh, helping to inform you of what you're actually signing. Um, so that'll, that'll certainly be nice. And they're saying it'll be about 15 days out. So this is one to follow. Certainly, I'll be taking a look at that bulk cancellation. Uh, yeah, that's one of the most important things they could be doing here, right? I mean, um, because those those uh, exploits are just so devastating to people, right? If you have like a, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar asset and it gets swiped for fifteen k or fifty k, I mean that that's just a, puts a pretty big damper on uh, you know your life in some ways. So I'm glad they're fixing this for sure. I do think they've they've reacted. So I actually went to list a few things today, and the default was seven days. Yeah, for my yeah. listing. And previously it was six months, which is what caused. Before that, it was indefinite. So like the real old listings are, were indefinite before it went to six months, which I think was one of the other issues. Um, if you move something out, then you have this like stuck hidden indefinite listing from last spring, right? Where apes were trading at like an ETH. And so then you, you that's when uh, some of those like crazy low sales happened. Right. And it wasn't being exposed in the UI either. It was just literally just in the database. So. Yeah, certainly glad that's going to be fixed. I think the other piece of news, we've got one more meme on Doc. The IRS saw one wallet CSV file and said no taxes. Um, so the, the news here is that the IRS basically said that staked cryptocurrency is not going to be taxable. Um, so that's certainly a big win. I mean, my interpretation of that is it also, it goes for airdrops. So, you know, claiming an airdrop and potentially staking it before selling it is not taxable until you've actually gone and sold it. And then of course, for the staking yield rewards um, that folks have uh, in various, you know, DeFi mechanics, all that won't be taxable as well. So that, that seems like a big win. Was that a surprise for you when you saw the news come across? I don't pay a whole lot of attention to that. I mean, little surprise. I know the IRS is like somewhat overwhelmed. I think the best solution is, and this is a new space, just keep it simple, right? Simple guidance. And um, uh, the government, the IRS, they typically love, you know, creating these different, just uh, expanding the bureaucracy. And uh, I don't think, you know, what about they're like the Biden administration, right? They're going now, they're going to look at people's $600 transactions instead of 10K and hire like 80,000 more people. T- to me, that's, that's just like ridiculous. You know, you don't need to be looking at people's $600 transactions like fight terrorism, right? And so crypto at some point is going to come under that same laser. Um, so it's good that it's not now, but I mean, they're going to 
you know, they like power. They like expanding the bureaucracy. So it's like a nice, like an early skirmish, I would say, victory. I'm not counting my chickens here at yeah. all. And all the transactions are on the blockchain. And there's going to be software that makes it all readable. So eventually there's going to be, uh, just, just pay your taxes. There's companies that, you know, um, like, I forget the name right now off the top of my head. But yeah, there's multiple, you know, billion dollar like blockchain uh, tracking companies that will work with government. They work, you know, to uh, forensics, blockchain forensics companies. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, that finishes our top news. Let's go ahead and get into our market segments. So I'm going to take a look at the Lucky Tra- the Lucky Trader seven day board here and look at the big movers and winners of the week here. So the highest volume, not a huge surprise, but we've got Board API Club up at the top of the charts with twenty nine thousand ETH traded, a fifty percent uh, boost for them. I think this is likely tied still to last weekend when we saw that floor run up all the way up to about 118 before falling back to 99. I think CloneX has been what's really been a surpriser and, and shocker for me, just to, to be honest. 27,000 ETH traded, 100% more volume than last week. And the floor ran up to now 15. It got into like 17, 18 there at peak before a, a small pullback, but up 60% on the week. I was actually reading, uh, I saw a, a snippet of the, the paperwork from the lawsuit that Nike filed, and it alludes to several virtual products being yeah. dropped in February. Um, so I think there's a lot coming here for Clonex and the Artifact team. So Yeah, that, that was a miss by me, man. I, I didn't like the 20K supply, and like, but, and then once Nike bought them, they were kind of off to the races, but. I think the upside with Clone X is still um, really good, even in this price range, just because in a best case scenario, Nike's marketing machine is world-class. And if they really push this, given their roster of athletes, they're just, you know, to me, they're one of marketing. They're as good as any company in the world at marketing. And if they really push it, I mean, you know, they could hit a hundred, honestly. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any, I don't plan to buy any up here, but I can see the bull scenario for these pretty easily. Yeah. I think the other, the second bull case for these is I've been really curious what the BAYC and MAYC sellers are rotating yeah. their funds into. And anecdotally, it seems there's a lot of overlap with Clonex. Yeah. And I think it's reflected in the price, right? If you sell a mutant at 23, what's an obvious buy? It's, it's Clone X. Yeah, right? pocket some ETH and pick up a Clone X. It's easy to understand. It's from a big brand. Yeah, it's pretty safe know. too. Like Clone X, I feel because Nike owns them, right? It's like it doesn't have the risk that something like Azuki, which is basically a much more, uh, and that's not to say anything negative about Azuki, but like, um, you know, I think the range of outcomes is just wider with Azuki as opposed to like, Nike now now again Nike could just say look we are this mega billion dollar company okay bad acquisition right and just and just move on doesn't seem like they're doing that but that is also you know that's the bad scenario here is that Nike also it's like a you know a totally irrelevant acquisition cost for them on their bottom line agree on Azuki's real quick so we saw 26,000 ETH the set's done over 85,000 ETH in just three weeks so certainly a unicorn with respect to how quickly they've moved into almost a top 10 all-time project we saw the floor get as high as 15 ETH midweek 
again, an unprecedented run to hit 15 that quickly from any product that I've seen before falling back here in the last few days. So buying activities dried up, you know, my, again, anecdotal, my, my sense of this market is there's a lot of new buyers and new traders and they get very jumpy and skittish when, when any dip happens. And I think we've seen that in some of the bot offers being taken, like the floor was at 11.5 this morning when I woke up and then I've already seen a 7.8 ETH bot offer get taken. Of course, you don't always know what someone's motives are behind the sale, but you know, certainly some shaky activity. Um, I like Azuki's. I, th- I really like the vision for what they're building. I think a bear risk for them is I believe their founders said they're not going to come out with announcements every day. Like they're behind the scenes building, which I appreciate, but at the same time, attention is what drives NFT market. We know that, you know, everyone's, it goes by the minute and the hour not by the day and the week. So I can see that being a short-term risk to them. Um, but I think the, the bull, the bull case outweighs the, the bear case to me on the Zookies, but certainly we'll see, but they are, it's been a rough week for the rest of the anime sector. So Zipsies was trading around five or six ETH at peak pre-reveal um, 12,000 ETH volume. It then on reveal tanked to about 2.8 and that floor continues to, to fall out. I thought it was a pretty disappointing reveal, personally. I didn't buy it. I didn't play it. Again, I don't like buying into these four or five ETH pre-reveal projects. Uh, But when I saw it, I was like, you know, like I have some of this project, the Rebels of House of Kalenkin. It's like 0.13. I was like, you know, this doesn't seem like it's any better uh, from an art standpoint, really. And it's trading at four, right? And then I think, you know, I think uh, that's a reason it's it crashed so hard. People didn't like the reveal. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think another piece of it is just so many anime products launched at the same time, and there's yeah, just and they all enough, moved. Just not enough ETH to support it. Uh, so Lives of Asuna also did twelve thousand ETH this week. That four got as high as three point four. It's sitting right around two ETH here today. That reveal pushed out till next Monday, so a solid ten day pre-reveal window, which I, I don't take as a good sign. It's um, never a good sign. And then Killer GF, 10,000 ETH traded. That floor was around two ETH pre-reveal now down at 0.78. So it's a pretty similar theme for these three. I would anticipate Asuna, the last one to reveal, probably follows the same price arc and it, it dips on the reveal. I think the, the artist is huge, has a big following. Um, I think the, the risk to Asuna is it's just one character. So I don't really see how differentiated the, the 10k are going to be yeah there. that's tough um because I, I do think like if you really if they do nail the reveal it, this is the kind of market that will support that to some extent um like i feel uh like last year a lot of the time i, I was like yeah the art doesn't really matter uh it, it's clear over time that the art matters um mm-hmm. to the and like i'm obviously not some art critic i'm a degenerate this gambling on nfts but um you try and gauge which art is going to resonate with people or what's quality, I think is, um, you know, an important tool to have in your uh, toolbox. Speaking of reveals, hate beast prime. So this product has had a very lengthy pre-reveal window. I think it's going on three weeks. Let's check in. I think the reveal was supposed to happen at 1 PM Eastern. Let's see. I'm going to refresh. 6.3. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the floor has already fallen. See you at, at 1.8 in a month. Oh, man. Let's yeah, click on that orange guy. Let's see one of the revealed guys. Like, 
I'm sorry. This was obviously total dust looking at it. Um, Man. I, I wouldn't say, t- I mean, point four. I might try my luck on these things. I don't know. I don't want to fund it, but like. I've got no reason to fund this. You're paying seven ETH for this. Just, you know, what do you do? Why? I was shocked. just the hype? When this came out of the gate at eight ETH and it held for three weeks. I, I've just, I've been in a state of shock. My price it's target for this ridiculous. is ridiculous. I, I think we will see one ETH on these, this These, I'm sorry. That, these guys are great marketers. I would love to talk to whoever marketed these because you did a great job. Um, yeah, I, I, there's a zero percent chance these things stay anywhere up close to where their floor is currently. Yeah, zero percent. So I think if if you're a holder looking for good returns, I'd say try to find the exits as quick as you can. Um, all right, well, let's t- let's move on. Let's take a look at uh, some of the floors on WGMI. Um, We've talked about a few of these. So Board API Club sitting at 100. They're up about 5% on the week, even though down from peak. I think that's going to be uh, a similar theme here. So the Kongs, Genesis at 90. Uh, they're basically even on the week. Those got over 100 briefly. Punks at 68, down 19% on the week. Probably the worst performer um, other than maybe Capsule House. So down lower, we've got the Mutants at 21.8, up 10% on the week. Clonex at 14.4, up 30%. I think one thing I'm going to pause it and say, you know, people were kind of panicking a little bit in NFTs this week already as ETHs went up and some of the floors have started to pull back. I've heard people calling that the top has already been in and now we're already starting to shift to an NFT bear. Hey, it's way too soon to start predicting that. We're still seeing 150 million a day in open sea activity. Um, so I'm certainly not calling a bear as long as the liquidity is that high. And then also to zoom out a little bit, like most of these products are still green on the seven day and definitely green on the 30 day. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm definitely not there. Yet. This space just moves very fast and, and it's very um, like bipolar almost. Like a few weeks ago, everybody was like, okay, this is the, this is the bear. And then two days later, everyone forgot. Everything was just running. Like we were in this like glorious you know, August, like bull run, everything was running up until what, maybe Monday of this week. Finally, the momentum stopped, right? The apes ran to 125, the mutants ran to 25. Like everything is just a rip world of women nine. And then it's like, it drops a little bit, but still way up above where it was just a little bit ago. And everyone's now, oh, the sky is falling. Uh, I'm pretty bullish. Like, again, I'm not great at predicting these macro trends. I don't try to, I basically just try and, and generally stay like, uh, optimistic, bullish, um, but you know, always exercise some caution. Like we got the Super Bowl coming up. There's a lot of hype around NFTs on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again that the Biden administration at some point they're just doing so poorly. I think there's going to be some sort of stimulus or some type of like they need to win somewhere, and the economy is like something where they can, uh, you know, potentially get a win that. So I, I again I don't predict that stuff, but I'm going to predict it. There's going to be some some sort of uh, governmental uh boost to the economy that i think will help nfts and um yeah so like i'm pretty bullish at least you know short midterm you heard it here first stimmy's coming yeah. 2022 um there's a few other floors i, I want to hit doodles at 13.8 cool cats 11.4 down 25 percent on the week had to talk about them i mean certainly they bungled the cool pets drop i think there's, there's really no nice way to paint it and kind of my read on the situation is that their devs are in a, in over their head. 
a little bit. What's your what's your read on Cool Pets right now? Yeah, so I was pumped up for this Cool Pets drop. Like I did their Twitter giveaways, right? So I won a Cool Pet for 0.5, and then I was gonna buy uh, probably two to four more on secondary. And so with the pet, you get an egg, and you have to take it on quests through their game to crack the egg. So um, you can basically like I was gonna hold one egg, take one on quest, and then the third one you can ramp up with their token. So I was gonna try. That mm-hmm. was my game plan um to buy three and then and then have like one for each category i'm a little bearish like if you can't get this drop right that you knew was coming for months right the format with the whitelist or allow list whatever um like and 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 it was was supposed to be last friday right a week ago now Mm -hmm. it's pushed till monday it's 10 day delay on a drop that you had months to prepare for like how good is this game gonna be right it doesn't i'm I think I might just keep the 1.5 egg I'm getting and then and then not uh, buy any others. But we'll see. I'm still open to it, depending on price. Yeah, certainly hurt the market. I mean, part of the the price drop here is that the pets were priced in, right? And that, that's a pretty common price arc we see in these projects. But uh, I share some, share some of the same sentiments as you on, on the pets drop. Something I want to do differently, I want to start – showing some of the big winners of the week. So I'm going to filter the board by seven day change just to highlight some of the biggest winners. So celestial cyclones from your boy Hideo up hundred percent on the week in our block set. We've got full send Metacard up 80% at 1.9. Wow. So those almost doubled in betweeners, a Bieber project. I got the Bieber bump up 65% at 0.8 mutant cats. Wow. I totally forgot about those. Um, let's see any other surprising winners. So we got Clonax. We talked about Smiles. Smiles got, I want to say, over two at one point. They're still sitting at 1.5. Uh, certainly a solid week for them. Let's take a look at the losers. Um, I'm going to scroll down. Unfortunately, Capsule House, I'm, I'm a big capsule holder. I love this project. The hatching happened this week. It has not been received that well. So the, the floor was it gotten to four ETH pre-hatching. It's already down 50% to two. Um, and some, some big holders are starting to, to list and, and sell. So not, not great price action. We'll certainly, uh, they're releasing roadmap 2.0 actually today. Um, so we'll see if that is enough to, to turn things around or not. But they, they've done a good job with their marketing machine. Lazy Lions down 33%. They had their, I think, roadmap announcement last weekend. So uh, certainly some steam hype ahead of that, but it looks like that is now falling away. Phantom Bears. I mistakenly chased the Phantom Bears into the hype window. Those are those are down 30% in the low ones. It, it doesn't look like those are rebounding. I think the Phantom Bears are a good lesson for like newer entrants, especially like they got a ton of hype. It's, it's the Asian board apes, right? And uh, some big star changed his profile picture, right? I'm like a 30 million follower type of singer to the Phantom Bear. So people are like, okay, like this, this can't miss. Um, and, and again, like some of those hype trends can, 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 uh, you know, fade as easily as they arrived. Um, so just always, yeah. you know, worth being a bit cautious, uh, you know, trading those kind of things. Be careful chasing narratives, right? The, you know, narratives drive markets, but they can, like you said, come and go. And we've seen that with the, the, yeah. the DAO, the SIP DAOs. That was a yeah, flash. I got wrecked on those. And an anime now too. I mean, the anime narrative came. And I, the cool. anime simp DAO, I, uh, Tuba DAO, I bought three at like 0.17. 
they're they're at stone zero i thought that would have worked right it's anime and it's a simp dow in this environment and it went just straight to zero so time to uh, tell yeah never know so i'm gonna skip the art blocks floors but i want to cover a few projects so screens the curated from monday it minted out at 1.2 had some initial price action above floor then settled around 1.6 like oh this is profitable that's 25 percent you know a, a good curated drop well, the I think Grailers Dow and some other whales have been accumulating this set, and the floor is up over 100% to 3.69 here uh, this morning. So one of the best performing periods that we've seen in a while. And then kind of on that momentum, Hideo dropped Legends of Mediterra yesterday at 0.025 it missed it out right away right and it was effectively yeah like it was 0. i think 0. bought 4. it or whatever it, it, i didn't even mint i was gonna mint it was 0. 0.025 which is like obviously very cheap but it was closer to 0. 0.4 with gas and i was like ah, i don't know about that right but then i paid i paid one ETH for like a rare and then 0. 0.45 for uh like maybe a semi-rare looks cool cool one on secondary which like I might have jumped the gun a bit, right? It seemed they seem to have hit a lull and are coming back down. But um, he's my favorite art box artist. Um, he's really diverse, right? He did Dino Pals, Celestial Cyclones, uh, Mechas, mm-hmm. and and now these all four very different um, sets. And so he's building a game, right? You can go to his site and log in with your wallet and look at your um, your army. And the Celestial Cyclones, the Dino Pals, and the Mechas actually um you can summon them it's like an rpg and and so they're playable assets within this game that's supposedly coming um you know i know games are very tricky so i'm, I'm careful to promise like oh this game's coming but it looks cool like the, the website functions like it's actually it's cool so i i think um yeah i really like um the artist and you know a game that sounds awesome i like rpgs and so uh, I'm probably going to try and get at least one more. Uh, I'm going to watch the price action. I'm not, I'm not sure. necessarily going to rush in, but I would like to get at least up to a third uh, Legends of Mediterra. Yeah, I set this one out because I, I stupidly didn't put the pieces together that he's probably going to launch a game. And I was like, why would I want these, you know, pictures of these characters as art? But once he announced the game, the product makes a lot more sense. Um, and I'll be curious to see how, th- how this one goes. We do have uh, a curated drop on Monday. Uh, just quick highlight. It's called Parabellum by Maddie Mariansky. It's a 1000 set. Uh, it's going to be a Dutch auction. It looks like we don't have the details yet um, about the conflict of emotion and gut instinct versus logic and reason. It, it looks like it's going to be a product that has like the art background as well as some text on the page. I looked at a few previews of this one. I don't love the artistic style on this set. Um, I'm curious how this curated drop is going to go on Monday. So on one end, we've got some real momentum behind screens and a few other projects minting out that have been profitable and people starting to rally that gen, that gen art is coming back. Uh, on the other hand, I don't know if I could see this being a floor project. Do you have a take on this one? Have you had a chance to look at it yet? my general theory or lessons learned no i haven't really looked at it but like i'm poor at predicting which curateds are going to do well like historically the ones i was convinced on you know they kind of stayed flat i you know during pool times and then and some of the other ones i didn't like as much just went off to the races so my general approach 
is to just play like a price game, right? If the curated gets to one ETH or less or so, hop on in, right? Unless I, if I do like it, then I'm gonna, then I'll um, go. But like, I'm willing to play a curated anyway, just as like, um, if it gets low enough to where I feel comfortable, you know, that there's not as much downside compared to the upside, I'll fire. Yeah, same. You can't really have a stance going into these without knowing the price point because the price matters so much. So we'll be watching that one on Monday. I want to talk about a few other upcoming drops. So Turf NFT is uh, a new metaverse project um, that had its pre-sale yesterday. The public sale was supposed to be today, but it sold out in the pre-sale. Some real demand firing on this. I'm going to scroll down, give you a, a glimpse of kind of what these virtual plots, these virtual buildings will look like here. You see the pixel art. Uh, they've got a guide on, on their website to the property ownership and what you can do. They've also got a basic roadmap. But I think what's got me excited about this project is two things. One, on the roadmap, they've got this idea of building meta layers on top of this. So they're going to continue to build out this universe. And then the other piece is, uh, we, we know a few folks who, are, who know the founders and devs behind this product and say that they're essentially workaholics and that they're going to continue to build into this project and that, that essentially they trust them. So whenever that, I hear that, that- By the way, I just, I just want to quickly point out, like in, in NFTs, right? So, so often you're just gambling on these anonymous teams or, or whatever. So knowing that essentially like the founder is a good person who's going to work and care is, is a mass, makes a massive difference for me. So like I bought, I bought four of the land plots basically just um, because I, that's, a, that's a pretty good endorsement. Yeah, I think my new my investing strategy for NFTs has shifted a bit from you know just kind of chasing hype narratives, you know, with unknown teams to really focusing on founders and the backers and, and really viewing these as, as betting on like small startup companies versus collectibles. And I, I, I'm making more concentrated bets. I missed the mint yesterday. I wasn't on the allow list, and the secondary quickly got out of hand. I'm selfishly hoping for a bit of a dip on reveal here, but I'll certainly be looking closely at this one. Uh, a few other products I want to highlight that are, that are coming up. So Braindrops has another drop coming tomorrow. Uh, it's from Heaven's List Angel um, or Lost Angel, sorry. And then I, I took a look at their product page and it looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm not going to, it's called Deep Journeys. They're all animated pieces. So for, the, for those who don't know Braindrops, um, it's Claire Silver, Gene Kogan, um, and Justin Trimble, some of the founders. They did the first projects here. This set is all animated, uh, which I like. There's not really a whole lot of animated pieces on Braindrops just yet. These all come out at a 0.1 mint. Um, typically, the secondary has at least gone over the 0.1. There's nothing on the site. Uh, below that right now so this is one to watch here the drop is tomorrow and then a few more that have just come onto my radar today and these are longer term um but this project called the meta tribes so it's it's fairly new they don't have a, even a discord yet uh but what's caught my attention is they've already got fifty six thousand followers on twitter you know I, I haven't dug in to see if those are real followers or not um, but my read on this is it's going to come out of the gate with like Mecca or Hate Beast uh, type hype. And if you can get on the whitelist to mint this, it's probably going to be profitable. So I'll be 
paying attention to this one as they build it out. And then probably the product I'm the most excited about right now is Cameo Pass. So this is from the, the founders of the app Cameo, uh, which has really kind of caught storm over the last few years. It's really fun. Um, they're now doing an NFT. Um, essentially, the, the utility behind it is tied to meet and greets, launch parties at the Cameo House in Beverly Hills and some events, access to celebrities, that type of thing. But which that didn't necessarily excite me all that much. Um, but they've got some real big name artists behind this. So we've got Burnt Toast, the artist from Doodles. We've got Vinny Hager. His work has certainly taken off recently. Uh, Luke McGarry, I, I don't know as well. Um, but the app is super well loved and they've got yeah. big artists behind it. Um, we don't know the price point yet, but this point is one. Two, I saw somewhere. Oh, okay. I may be wrong, but I thought I saw point two. But I love Cameo, right? It's very popular in the crypto world. It's, it's just like, it's a fun... Um, you know, you can get like a video from a celebrity for like pretty cheap, you know, considering um, some of these people, right? It's usually like a couple hundred bucks maybe for for somebody relatively famous. And so like my friend got me one for my birthday, you know, things like that. It's a, it's a fun app. People love love these in the crypto world. So I'm definitely interested in uh, trying to get in on this. Yeah, so we still have some time. So we're 13 days out. So uh that's nice. Folks can start to plan a bit for this one. It looks like on, for those who get on the pre-sale, they can mint up to six and the public sale will be up to nine. Um, so I'll be curious what the overall supply is on this. And that'll certainly uh, impact the investment decision. But I totally agree with you. This is a pretty much a universally loved app. I feel like it'll be similar sentiment for the NFT. All right. 42 minutes in, we covered a lot. Brett, anything else on your list for today? I think we got it. All right. Well, that's our show. Brett, thanks for jumping on today. Thanks to our listeners and viewers, as always. You can join me next Tuesday to break down the weekend action in NFTs. Till then, stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.